All right, let's get into T6. Okay, I didn't see it. There. Terminator the Dark Fate is a spoiler cast, Felk. We discussed briefly maybe doing a spoiler cast of it when we recorded uh, our, our fire episode. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I was like, I don't think I'm going to see it till maybe the next weekend because I have a three-day weekend for Veterans Day. And then you're like, okay, well, we can have it be late, whatever. Then on Monday, you're like, oh, shit, we're doing Dark Fate tomorrow, right? I'm seeing it yep. tonight. And I'm like, I can't see it tonight. And you're like, okay, do you mind me spoiling it for you? And I'm like, I guess not. I don't Woo! fucking care about spoils. Uh, All right. But then I tried to watch just so I had some idea of what the movie was. The uh, half in the bag episode about it got about Ooh. seven minutes in and they spoiled the opening. And I, which I mean, that was th- their right to do. It was a spoiler cast. Uh, but I was like, that actually sounds like I kind of wanted to see that and not have that spoil for me. So I'm not going to uh, watch the rest of it and just wow. try to minimize how much Ballard spoils for me. Wow. That's going to be really hard. No, no. That's what she said. How are we going to have a spoiler cast about a movie that we can't spoil because someone doesn't want to hear anything about it? Well, we do have enough, honestly, to make an episode, and you could just wait until this weekend when I can actually see the movie. Oh. Uh, I just couldn't I just couldn't Monday, and I didn't think as of Friday we were doing this spoiler cast until maybe next week because that's what we discussed. Totally. Yeah, I'm totally fine. Oh, good for you. Ah! Ah! Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Greetings, cool boy nation. And da 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 da. Welcome. To a special installment of the Cool Boys podcast. You know what they say. No, no, no. You got to listen to the way people. No, no, no. You got to listen to the way people talk. You don't say affirmative or some shit like that. You say no problemo. And if someone comes on to you with an attitude, you say eat me. And if you want to shine them on, it's hasta la vista, baby. I'm the Falconator. Nice. And I'm Terminator 2, Ballard Day. So fucking cool. So cool. I'll be cool. (laughs) This episode, we will be discussing the Terminator franchise. So next week, when we do the Terminator Dark Fate episode... We won't have to. Yay. So cool boys, we'll be back. <gasps> but we're also here currently doing this episode. I'll be back. Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We got to keep him gagged. Cool boy nation, hop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. So, unfortunately, uh, Noli is not here because, A, Noli <laughs> has seen the movie Terminator Dark Fate. Ooh. Um, and, B, because Noli is a huge fan of the Terminator franchise. Kind of. It's one of the few things I think all three of us bonded over early on. Um, I, I think we can all agree. Ooh. 
to the obvious that the Terminator 2 Judgment Day Uh-oh. is one of the best films ever. I'd say the best film ever made. Yeah, I mean that's I mean let's not beat around the bush a little bit on this one. Let's just kind of get into it. So um, I wish Noli was here to be a part of this conversation. I agree, like we were with Predator, but Felk, you and I will just have to do so. Starting off, and possibly on all future situations. Yeah, possibly. I know. Oh my God, who's gonna who wait, wait, who writes us all the fucking time and is gonna hate that we're referencing Noli right now too much? I don't know. One of Aaron's fucking fake emails. <sighs> Big D's cheese, I think. Maybe probably. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So anyways, to get, you know, a a groundwork, you know, a foundation here of our, our, our fanship of Terminator and all things Terminator, we are going to talk about film franchises, and we're just going to quickly rate them. We are not going to rate the Terminator, Sarah Connor, Chronicles TV show. I saw only episodes, uh, or season one. I've seen every episode, and I'm qualified to rate it, and will. It's not it no no we don't we don't do TV shows we don't do TV shows we only do film sorry still going to talk about it That's fine you can talk about it whenever you want All right so the terminator to start off everything the terminator I give it a 4.5 out of 5 boys it's a completely different film than every other film in this franchise um, and that is one of its benefits I love that it is sci-fi horror it is sci-fi horror in the way alien is sci-fi horror and a little more actiony certainly it is, but it's it is a slasher flick. I mean, if you watch it like with you know horror goggles on, it's like you're watching a slasher flick. You're watching like this slasher killer walk around and like you know, and he is taking out the marks, you know, and, and making his way to the final girl. Lori essentially is played now this time by someone named Sarah. Um, I I I've always kind Who's of Lori? watched Lori Lori Strode from Halloween. Oh, okay. She's the, like the original final girl or whatever. Anyways, so I just kind of always thought of the Terminator in that way, especially as I've gotten older, and I love it for that reason alone. And I, I think it's also just a fucking wonder of what someone was able to do, especially if you look at the jump he did from Piranha 2, the new spawning, to, or whatever they call it, the, the spawning, the spawning, to the Piranha Terminator. To the like, that's a huge jump. And he wrote the Terminator, James Cameron, you know, the great James Cameron, literally while driving 18-wheelers, and he did it behind, like, you know, billboards and shit and, and fucking truck stops. In Alberta. Yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome, and it set the stage. I love the Terminator. I mean, we've discussed it many other times. Uh, I, I, whatever mm-hmm. I said then was probably better than what I'll say now. Uh, as I recall, yeah, you, you and Nolan don't think the Terminator is, like, a 5 out of 5 movie, and I kind of no. shocked by that. I, th- I think it's perfect for what it is uh, you cannot judge it by the quality that Terminator 2 came around you have to you have to view this as a self-contained thing and as a self-contained thing an 80s slasher movie that was meant to be a B movie low, low-ish budget and so forth mm-hmm. it's it's exceeds leaps and bounds like what it needed to be and yeah I guess there's like 80s stuff that doesn't hold up and uh, the score is it doesn't like whereas T two score is is a is a synth score because Brad Fidel like liked that instrument and thought like he could make as opposed to using you know the John Williams orchestral shit he he, he you know he had all the money in the world for T two score Ter- the Terminator score actually does feel like it's it's cheap but it's good in that cheapness and you have to to, to you know view it that way where like okay this was what was created with the resources available. And then you, yeah, you can watch T two going with all the resources possible of nineteen ninety one. What could they do? Okay, well T two, 
Like the everyone what everyone knows the Terminator scores da dun dun da dun. T2 score starts off practically da dun dun da dun. The Terminator doesn't. It has a lot of buildup yeah, of yeah. like of like just synthy like buildup of just kind of almost mechanical industrial sounds before you actually get it to the da dun dun da dun. No, it's 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 very it's very eighties. Uh, but the that mm. score, I mean, if you and listen very to very '80s horror, very '80s horror. If you listen, yes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because if you listen to Kavinsky, uh, famous for his inclusion in you know the the Drive soundtrack, but like love you know, Kavinsky. Have you ever listened to Outlast? His, his yeah, I love it. It, it yeah. feels like a mix of John Carpenter and like Brad Fidel's The Terminator. Like it feels like it's it's so a product of the '80s and like. I don't know. T two is right in that. It, I feel like it has the perfect uh, perfect score for what the movie is, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course they would switch to more orchestral music from from there on out. I think, and, and it's just I, I I I love the score. I love everything about the Terminator. Well, let's I guess move on to T two because we're segueing into it. Yeah. Well, let's get into T two. Um, T two is six out of five boys. Yeah. It is a step, a, a small step, a hair above aliens it is the same thing as alien is to the terminator as aliens is to t2 yeah. it is a step up it is now no longer horror it's not sci-fi horror we are in a completely different world we're in sci-fi action there are stunts that are done in judgment day that you could not do today at all like at all and they're not major stunts it is a stunt mostly we talked about this yeah i think many times where Arnold gets out of the truck at the end during the car chase at the end on the way to the iron smelting plant, where Arnold actually, like, steps out of the cab and gets onto the hood. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, steps out of the pickup truck and then gets onto the hood of the cab, uh, 18-wheeler behind him. Nobody would ever let a principal actor today do that without any cable lean on them at all, in yeah. general. And, and, and mostly it would be done CGI or on a green screen with models. Arnold did it for real. No cable. James Cameron said today he can't believe he pulled that off and how crazy bullshit that was that they let him do that and that he didn't like to do it in the first place. That is a major stunt right yeah. there. On top of the fact that it is set, like it was like literally set the stakes for CGI in 91. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, still shout outs to the Ab Weiss, also known as the Abyss, and uh, whatever the that, water Sherlock, that young Sherlock Adventures movie were, but like, the young, uh, the Adventures of Young Sherlock uh, Holmes, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There's no one seen this in the clip uh, of the yep. first use of CG, but like, I've only seen it in documentaries about CGI. Yeah, and and yet T uh, two CG, it doesn't look bad or fake viewed in modern lens. It doesn't impress in any capacity, but it no. doesn't look, it doesn't age poorly the way yeah. Mortal Kombat does or, or any number of movies that came after it that tried to use CG. Right. Just watch Spawn if you want to see what happens when they bite off more than the technology can chew. And yet, yeah. James Cameron, his genius isn't pushing technology as far as it can possibly go. His genius was has always been, you know, he's, he's a conductor. I thought he didn't. He knows his tools. Yeah, he, he's but he's a conductor of the, the CGI artists and he knows when to say, okay, bring it back. Okay, we can't do that. We can make this guy shimmering in metal, but we can't like CG a, 
a, a little reptile creature or, or right, a friendly that, monkey alien like they did in fucking uh, Lost in Space, where like there's a CGI, CGI character that just looked completely fucking fake, you know? Right. So like the way he does that though, Felk, is like he doesn't do that in the post production phase when he's already shot everything. No, it's it's, it's, it's all the way from the previous. Yeah. It's from scripting, absolutely. Even like he's like, okay, I'm not gonna script this ridiculous CGI potential mess into my movie. Um, when you look at like T2 back in 91 eyes, like with the lenses of little 1991 kids like ourselves, mm -hmm. when the T1000 walks through the jail bars, mm -hmm. you know, in the uh, insane asylum to go get Sarah Connor, it blew you away. And then the metal gun actually getting caught in the bars. Same, same mental institution. I think insane asylums discriminatory to those with mental illness. Okay, okay, fine, fine. Mental institution. The crazy house that yeah, Sarah Connor locked Yeah, in. the madhouse, the madhouse. Yeah. Anyways, when the, when the pistol hits the metal bars, it's like, in 91, it was like, oh my god, it's so real, and like, how that did that, like, you never seen that, a guy phased through fucking metal bars. Today, you watch it, it's just like, you give a lot more credence to the not so great special effects today because it's like okay it's just liquid metal bending and that's yeah, why yeah, yeah. it has that weird 2d feel to the facial features all of a sudden no there's after effects tutorials that create uh the t1000 yeah for like people learning it or not after effects for 4d but still like i've seen tutorials yeah similar things yeah yeah so but anyways besides all of that um it has some of the most powerful moments i cry at the end of t2 every time i don't cry for movies but I, i'm oh, sure I nine year old felk uh, in the theater Right. That's here. Oh, when John Connor commands the T1, uh, the T800 to not die, no. and then it's still like, I have to, I'm sorry, I have to, you know, and all that shit. And he puts the thumbs up. I mean, like, I know everyone talks about the thumbs up, but that thumbs up is really fucking gut wrenching for me. Like, I do get sad, and I'm excited to watch the movie with my kids and see how, like, they handle that moment. And, like, if they don't give a shit at all, or if they're actually, like, choked up with it. I, I, I have no idea. What's the age you're going to let them see it? Because, I mean, I saw it at 9. I'm just curious. Yeah, I was thinking, like, 10. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, 10, I think is fine. I mean, you could just you could just cover their eyes for the stabby parts. So, yeah, because like, when I was a kid, I like I covered my eyes up for the uh, sex scenes in Top Gun and shit like that, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't cover. I, my eyes were covered uh, against my will. So there's a lot of gray area in my role here with my kids and what they can watch. And my wife and I kind of agree on this. If there's children in the movie, like a group of kids... Whatever age those kids are, mm. it is probably an okay age for our children to see a movie, depending. Like that's not that's not a blanket statement for everything. Obviously, we watch things before we show it to our kids. Yeah. That being said, so something like Damien, right? The Omen. Yeah. We wouldn't let the kids see the Omen just because the kid is like four in the movie. We'd be like, no, that doesn't apply, right? It's one kid. But if you go see something like Goosebumps or Stranger oh, that Things, that reminds me, I need to watch Brightburn, by the way. Brightburn is like something we would not show the kids just because they turned 10. We'd be like, oh, here's Brightburn. Here's this incredibly violent Superman story. No, we wouldn't do that. Have you that. seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's all right. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm Let me say this. Brightburn, I was much more excited by the concept before I saw it. When I saw it, it wasn't as good. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Yeah. All right. So anyways, um, T2, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. And it's as far as I was concerned, the end of the franchise. Everything after I saw T2, I didn't give a shit about. Um, I didn't need to see any more. I thought T2 ended it very well. So well, sort of. I didn't care for Terminator 3 when it was about to come out and when it came out and after it came out. Spoilers alert. So let's just get into Terminator 3. So did you actually give your rating of T2? Uh, 
Oh, I mean, I have to respect the five boy cap because otherwise the ratings have no meaning. But I understand oh. you're six out of five boys and in second it. Yeah, five out of five. It is the best movie ever made. Yeah, it really is. All right. So oh, and yeah, one thing I wanted to mention is that yeah. credit where credit's due to uh, our, our boy Jim, Jim Cameron, because uh, I, I think I mentioned this maybe a hundred episodes ago, like that, like uh, at the Peterson Museum, they have a uh, follow car from the original Terminator, the Terminator yes. yeah. that has that's just like a motorcycle with a car, you know, a little seat strapped to to the side of it with no seatbelt. And it shows James Cameron with, uh, a, you know, the camera actually doing the, the final chase. And, you know, they must have been going 30, 40 miles an hour. And he's just he, he would he would he wouldn't put uh, Arnold in situations where he was risking his life uh, or just Arnold. He would do it to himself. And he certainly had no problem possibly killing several other people making T2 and Titanic. And Yeah, wait, it was stunt people, right? Even Leo and Kate were like probably probably in danger of getting hypothermia for being in freezing cold water for hours on end while he's in a I, wetsuit <laughs> i didn't think it was was it freezing cold i thought they were in like hot water no they were they were very cold oh, that really? was that was that was that was from the oprah thing how they uh when someone would pee they, they would just be like oh it's warm now oh my god really oh that's 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 true that's that's real life because james cameron doesn't care about that shit pretend you're not well the characters are supposed to be cold so it's not going to hurt their performances He's old school. Like back in the day, like in the 60s and 70s when they made films, like if they wanted to freak out their actresses, yeah. you know, they would shoot guns on set. Or if they like really wanted to stir up somebody, they would smack them across the face before they put them on scene and then throw them out there and then have the person be like, oh, fucking jittery. Like, I don't know how to handle what just happened. It just got smacked across the face. Or they would just beat them with fucking like. Oh, yeah. Like like emotional stress, like uh, we've talked about this many times. Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and now we get Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, we look back on Stanley Kubrick and go, oh, this guy was a fucking creep and a monster. We should never let someone have that power anymore. And and you know now it's we we get whatever kind of movies we get now. We get we get Marvel movies and Star Wars movies, sort of. Uh, but we don't see it. Uh, When's the last time there was a cultural moment the way for a horror movie, the way uh, The Shining was, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess. Happy Death Day. I no. mean, we don't get we don't get movies like that. We get Bloomhouse. I like Blue. I like Bloomhouse a lot. Um, uh, it follows was kind of big. Yeah, it's fine. But like, no, nobody, nobody gives a performance in a Bloomhouse movie that that makes it seem like the only way that kind of performance could have been achieved is if they were actually being psychologically tortured by the director. Right. That's true. You'll that's, never get that, that yeah. kind of feeling. You'll never get you'll, in a movie. Will never affect. Oh no! Oh no! HR is too powerful today. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There, the HR back then was like some dude's wife who smoked cigarettes and like watched her stories during the middle of the day. Mm. Like today, HR is an entire fleet of people trained to know exactly how you broke the rules of the law or how you harass somebody or how you hurt their feelings. You know, and along with I'm sure a million other things. I you know I for me. Like the way Homer sees the dean in college when he goes back to college is how I Across see the HR. <laughs> yeah. So for like me, like HR could be like really cool people, but I'd be like, oh, you're disgusting me. <laughs> you know, I just, I can't, I can't help it. I don't, uh, HR just irks me. I just see them as old, crusty old deans. Just roll up in a carpet, roll HR <laughs> up in a carpet and throw it off a bridge. Hey, Chuck, <laughs> do you see what I did to that nerd? <laughs> 
what does the jock say? Like, par- pardon me or excuse me? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, excuse me? That sounds right. I love Simpsons. We, you know, we do a pretty good job of mentioning Simpsons quite a bit, I guess. I, I love like a fourth of the Simpsons. <laughs> I have to specify. Oh, yeah. I guess I like a third of the Simpsons. I, I, it's a third. It's like it's, it's been. Yeah, on yeah, for yeah. It's like it's like 30 plus seasons. And 30 I years, love the yeah. first 10. And I yeah. love the first 10. Like literally love the first 10. Even season 10 is kind of questionable, in my opinion. Season nine is the end. And there's holdovers from no, the original writing. Ten stuff. is the end because ten has some gems, but it also has some stinkers where you're like, uh oh, is this where it's going? Which way is it going? You can see you can I mean, because t- ten is has holdovers as does nine. I, th- I think the last one from any of the original writers was the uh Simpson Tide episode. And then after that it's just the Ian Maxton Maxstone Graham days, and then that's when it's just it's not the same show anymore. It's the jerk ass Homer phase. Well, Get into jerk-ass Homer phase. Let's get into jerk-ass Terminator phase. Rise of the Machines, Terminator 3. Yeah. Felk, what do you rate Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines? Uh, I'm going to give it three out of five boys. I actually liked it when I saw it in theaters. I went in not at all holding it to the standard of P2 Judgment Day. I saw it as if somebody who had made some good movies, because U571 is not a bad movie. It's like a, a decent Oh, I love director. it. I love it. I love it. A decent... It's fine. I it's love a it. decent director. Uh, Breakdown. Breakdown's also good. It's a Breakdown's decent director. Amazing. I mean, he's, his career went nowhere after that, but uh, uh, getting a chance to have almost an, you know, an insane budget and having access to Arnold right when he was trying to segue into the next phase of his career and needed to come back in a big way. And, and Governor. And, I, I mean, I don't know what you do with that movie to make it something that would please everybody what oh, it don't is shoot it during the daytime like most of the movies are in the daytime yeah 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 oh yeah oh, oh, oh details are uh, yeah no and the i'm talking the, yeah details absolutely the i mean just in general the, the cinematographer being hiring the guy from spider-man and then having it look like a fucking spider-man movie completely yeah. ignoring the color palette that everyone associates with t2 uh, Steel, deep, cobalt blues. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'd make it look more like a Terminator film. But like, I, 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 I'm assuming that it was meddling or studio or something that said it needs to look more like the movies that are popular now, which yeah. frankly were color more far uh, more colorful. So, which it, were X Men, Spider Man, Daredevil. I think was coming out the same year, right? They had to make. They had to effectively remake T two. Um, because that's what everyone was expecting. What a good Arnold saving John Connor. But from what, like what they were able to do, like the twist ending is, I think, good. And I like that. Like, OK, there's because of that time we all thought there was going to be another one, which I mean, we kind of sort of got that now is like, OK, so it's now it's it's finally the future. And John Connor is in the, the, the future. It has to deal with it being slightly different, but also when people are saying, what the fuck's going on? What do we do? He kind of still has answers because he kind of still knows. I like like where, where it ended and I like where it uh, some of the places it took me. I don't like the TX casting is off. Claire Danes is miscast. I I, I think even uh, yeah. what's his name again? Uh, Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl um, is miscast to a certain degree, although he's not terrible and he has a little bit of the bitch whininess that that for long would have been fine and age appropriate too he wouldn't have been uh weight or the heroin dependency appropriate yeah but still should have brought him in anyway it would have been great to see the your hero grow up to be a fat kid rather than a nice you know hulky monster hunter 
You know, he's a big fat heroin addict. They've been awesome. That's it. I mean, I, I found it to be an enjoyable movie. I, I the biggest problem it has is that its best scene in action is in the first like 25 minutes. And then it's just kind the of car down, chase. Yeah. The, the opening car chase is, is yeah. the highlight of the movie. And it's kind of downhill from there. And and the, the third act is people say it looks like a TV movie. I think only the third act looks like a TV movie. It, it's only when they get to the 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 set of the military installation. Yeah. installation. It looks too much like a set. Mm -hmm. The I color, agree. the color palette, the along with the specific design of that sets where it starts to look weirdly cheaper than it should. But it looks like a TV movie today or like a TV movie on USA or TNT today. It doesn't look like a TV movie back then. Back then it felt like of anything more like a like a cable movie or something like that was made direct to video. Like but it still had some sheen to it. There's still some high qualityness to it. Yeah. Today is a different value in the way we see production value. And then that, I mean, that was not TV quality then though. Not at all. I've watched it several, like many times and I, I never am like angry at it. I mean, some of the stupid stuff with the the the, the fact that like this ter this Terminator is dressed like a stripper the entire movie. Oh yeah. Meaning, I think his leather pants have to be tearaway pants because you wouldn't put on leather pants if you were a stripper because they are tough to get on and off. Uh, so Loki looked amazing. She looks great. Uh, mm -hmm. She's very attractive. It's just she she doesn't the performance isn't there. No, she played it more like Arnold in like the first film where it was kind of like you know, stone cold as opposed to the team 1000 in the second film, who was much more, you know, relatable and somebody that like, you know, like he, I mean, he wasn't like, you know, human, but he, yeah, but he could, he could fake it. Yeah. He I was smiling ish was or like charming ish. While yeah, Arnold wasn't Robert Patrick's performance in T2 doesn't get enough credit because it really, it might actually be the best like performance performance in the movie. Like he, he is so good at yeah. playing, uh, an upgraded killing machine that, yep. that has like powers that we, you know, have to just, you know, figure out as, as he uses them. So that's kind of like a big thing with Terminator franchise for me. You, you kind of hit on that. I'm going to have an issue with moving forward. I did love Terminator comics. I have Terminator comics um, from like way back when I, I have Terminator comics where, you know, the Terminator of the issue is a, a woman walking out of, you know, the ocean and she's naked and then she's the terminator for the fucking entire like series like that comic series is a woman character right i'm fine with that there but here's the problem when i watch the terminator and then i watch terminator 2 judgment day mm -hmm. i i look at it and i go oh okay so you've got essentially two molds big and small you got a big mold and then you got your small mold your big mold is like a kind of like a tank powerhouse and your small mold is a little bit more, you know, espionage, stealth, infantry kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that, you know, he, he can get anywhere. He's liquid metal. He can get anywhere. He can change his face, look like anything. They're practically the same thing, though. Brown, short hair, flat top, white, you know, uh, uh, angular features on their faces, kind of chiseled, but just big and small. So I, I, I kind of just took it as simple as that, especially since we're reusing Arnold again as yeah. our our T-800, or I think at the time in the first film, he was called the CSM-101, Cyberdyne Systematic Model 101. Um, that's what, John, so anyway, yeah, that's what uh, uh, Kyrie says in the car. Right. So like that's what he, then they retconned the T-800 in T-2. Mm -hmm. So um, 
that's kind of how I saw it. But then moving into T3, like I said, I, I've read the comics. I, I was already affiliated with female Terminators. I just – something was wrong. Something was fake. I didn't like the fact that we had a sexy naked – I love her. I love that she's naked. I love that we got a maximum spread with her because of it too. But – um, I, I didn't, I just didn't like, like something about it in the, in the film, in the context of the film, along with, like I said earlier, the film was shot during the day. I didn't care for the ending, regardless of it. I, I, you know, I see that it is TV quality today. It wasn't obviously then is my opinion. It's, it does feel something akin to the Avengers. The Avengers isn't TV quality, yeah. but it's not film quality. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's weird, but, um, it's, it's not weird. It's just the framing. I, I, I don't it's, like the it's jokes. All, it's I don't well, like the jokes of the movie in T in T three. Yeah, like I don't like the fucking star glasses and talk to the hand and shit like that. Like it just, funky, that funky man. It was weird, and so I mean, realistically for me, I I give T three maybe two point five out of five boys. Um, I know that's like perfectly down the road, middle of the road, but that's not a good rating for me. So okay, I I don't like it, and I and I have no. I own all the Terminator films, by the way. I own all of them, and I will own Dark Fate as well. Um, that has no bearing on whether I like them or not. All right. I guess we'll move on from T3 to... Oh, I did like the ending of T3. I did like how everything blew up and that they couldn't prevent Judgment Day. That's obviously a trait throughout the Terminator films. We'll get into that tonight with our main feature. Yeah. But um, a lot of people... All right. So a lot of things people gave shit to T3 for having. Uh, one being the downbeat ending that basically says that uh, Judgment Day is inevitable and all they really did was yeah. prolong it. Everyone's right. pissed off about that. Hey, now we got James Cameron back and it turns out, yeah, that was actually kind of his idea from the beginning and they just kind of used it for T3. A lot of people also had a problem with the liquid metal over an endoskeleton as being right. not really that great of idea for an I upgraded was fine T3. With that. Turns out that was also James Cameron's idea yeah. for, for, so for what he would do in the next next book. I don't mind that. Like I said, the mold's off. I mean, whatever. It's a girl. Maybe they had to have a girl Terminator. So I'm, I, there's leniency there. But I do, I do like to think that it's not a better Terminator. I do like the idea of liquid metal over an, uh, an endoskeleton. But it's not a better Terminator. The best Terminator you could possibly have you already gave us in T2. Mm-hmm. It's the T-1000. You cannot beat a perfectly liquid metal Terminator that can infiltrate anything because it can look like anyone and kill anyone with anything on its, like on its body. Its body is liquid metal. Well, also just the way it, the way it fights. Uh, it's fluid. The, the big holding machine. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The little bits of you know the the seven the it's, it's not even seventy seconds. It's like sixty seconds of CGI in the entire movie. It's very little. And, and uh, the the way the like it's used in the right moments in those fights where where he yeah. He's so strong to his advantage and, and is stronger. Yeah. Because what's the uh, Jim Cameron analogy that he said it, w- it, was, it was like a tank that is as indestructible as a tank, but still can be damaged versus an indestructible Porsche that's sleek right. and smaller. Um, yeah, that, that works. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah. And I guess one of the ideas they didn't use that the endoskeleton having the liquid metal over it from camera was that they could separate and be two entities. And I guess that's in Dark Fate. Yeah, to some extent, but not not really the same way that that's done. Um, I, I think also what, for me, one of the things that I loved about the T-1000 and why I think they had to bring back liquid metal Terminators in future uh, Terminator films was the quote unquote squibs, the impact of a bullet would leave on on the liquid, you know, Terminator. 
that like you know cave or crater it would create that was so cool visually and it was able to see like oh you're tracking like the shots by like your people like you could even see in t2 it's really detailed in t2 where like the pistol shots are tiny little impacts on the t1000 while you get like the big shotgun hits yeah that are just hitting it with like i guess with a slug are hitting it and they're leaving much larger like you know like craters across the body those are practical you know they they are but it's great and it's beautiful it's like a visual that's just so it's like a lightsaber like it's a visual that you just are like uh terminator like you've got it down it's the same idea of like someone losing a chunk of their flesh and revealing a metal skull below them like who cares who else has done it Immediately, boom, Terminator. Yeah, and if you got uh, some aluminum foil and a black shirt and a fake police badge, it's an easy Halloween costume. It's true. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. All right, so yeah, T3, uh, moving on. All right, Terminator Salvation. I... Wait, wait, wait. This one's special. Why is it special? Because we use Christian Bale sound effects all the time from this one. No. no, you and me no. special. Oh, because we saw it together. We, this is the first Terminator film we saw together. Oh, I, it was, and it was, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. PG thirteen. Cool boy Corey was 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 welcome to come, but said, "Nah, I'll watch what? it on Blu-ray." Oh, but why did he not come? Just because he just wanted to see it on Blu-ray? I think he just didn't care that much. <gasps> I think he said something disparaging about like, ah, Mick G. What? Can't take that seriously. Moon Bloodgood was in it though. I know. MBG. Oh yeah, this is coming no this is coming to me a little bit more. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, he did say something about McG, that's right. Okay, so anyways, um I I do like Terminator Salvation a lot. I do too. Uh, I I love that yeah, it's famous for the rant or infamous now for the rant that Christian Bale does on under the director of uh, photography. What's his name again, Felk? Shane Shane Holbert. That's right. And um, it's it's forever, you know, imprinted in internet lore for that. But regardless of that, it has awesome opening long takes. It is a good movie. I, I know it, it's it's trying something different that hasn't been done already before where they're not trying to do like, let's just do time travel again because it worked in the third film. No, it didn't work in the third film. No, no. I like that it tried to do it. Try, it, it took more from the Road Warrior to a certain it degree. It did. That it did from, from the... the Terminator stuff. It would have been nice for the future to look more like the T2 future, but the... Right. I mean, the stuff's there, and it's supposed to not be that time yet. That's That would be like 20 years later, so it's still supposed to be early into the apocalypse. So my guess was that they had a color palette change, mostly to start separating it as the beginning of its own trilogy, which if I'm not mistaken, this was going to be a trilogy of films. It was. That, it was completely derailed from the uh, trilogy concept because... John Connor was supposed to die, and then they were going to put the Terminator in, like, John Connor's body. Yeah, it would have been weird to have that happen. And then he would have been a Terminator for the remainder of the trilogy, Mm -hmm. but he was going to be a good Terminator, which is weird how that makes its way into Terminator 5. We'll get into that a little bit to some extent. But um, I liked it. I liked kind of seeing the resistance and the way it worked, and... I kind of like seeing that we're seeing like a resistance before the resistance was wiped out and John Connor took over and had to really take over. I, I, I enjoyed the challenges of the film. I didn't care for Bryce Dallas Howard being cast in it. I guess she really was pregnant. Honestly, I, I would have preferred they just kept Claire Danes. Yeah, I don't understand why they felt like they had to, they, they have to keep changing up the John Connors, but it almost feels kind of like a 
like like I don't know, not like a bond or something, you know, where they're like, oh, it's got to be a new person each time. Well, okay, so it, it, originally cast as, as John Connor was going to be what's his name now, Sam Worthington, and and the whole and the whole thing was that he was going to be a minor character and that the character of whatever the fuck. Uh, Sam Worthington Who? plays yep. Marcus. Marcus Wright. Marcus, Marcus Wright, Wright was was going to be the main character in the focus, and, right. and they they went to Christian Bale to get him to play Marcus Wright, and he's like, I'm not interested in that. But you know, I kind of interested in playing John Connor. Like that seems like Aww. the cool character. And they're like, well, so let's rewrite the script to make John Connor more of a character, but we still have Sam Worthington, and you know, he's got the James Cameron stamp of approval. Yes. So let's keep him in the movie and have him play Marcus. And the movie is so much better if you just flip that casting. Oh, wow. So I I did know about the stamp of approval. Like Sam Worthington was essentially put into this film because James Cameron came up to make Gene was like, you know who you should hire? Sam Worthington. It's the Sam Worthington guy because I just worked with him on this great film called Avatar. It's going to be huge. It's going to come out about the same time your movie comes out. So you're going to want this guy Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Actually, it was supposed to... Avatar was supposed to come out bef- before, but like all James Cameron movies, got delayed and delayed and delayed so that Uh-oh. Sam, so that Terminator Salvation was our introduction to Sam Worthington. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, because Avatar came out in like the winter, right, of, of 2009, yeah. and this came out in the summer of 2009. Correct. What a year. Right. Okay, so yeah, so Terminator, Terminator Salvation, it, like I said earlier, had a really great long take in the beginning. Had some cool shit. Really did have some good ideas. Um, McGee, are you going to handle this? Like, it's just like one of those things that you just can't help. Like, McGee couldn't handle it. He just couldn't handle the movie in the end, and, and no one went and saw it, really. No one liked it, and it was bashed. It was bashed. It's essentially treated like episode one, which, again, I love episode one. I don't know why it gets such shit. Uh, I don't. I don't want to compare it to episode one. I, 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 as a standalone movie, it's fine yeah, and, and interesting. It's nice that it takes a. Uh, if it's the only time the crew and people making a Terminator movie said, "Yeah, let's not make a time travel movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back from the past and all that stupid shit." Like, let's. Yeah. Let's actually dig into that meat of of the future. And I like that it continues. I mean, to a to a very slight degree. It does continue on the promise of Terminator 3. Because that's the thing that I liked about the ending was that, like, okay, we'll finally get to see Apocalypse. John Connor leading people in, in the uh, in the future, even though and it'll be a slightly different future, which is acknowledged in, in Salvation. This is not the future your mother warned you about. Right. Um, so and I like and, that. And which plays into Terminator 3 specifically because his mother, Sarah Connor, dies in between Terminators 2 and 3. I mean, can you imagine this movie with, you know, obviously the John Connor role would have been reduced, but um, with just Nick Stahl and Claire Danes in the roles? Because I can and I don't like hate it. I I, I wish I could have seen that because the, the script, yeah. this this is the, pro- the the script is a product of, you know, 20 different revisions. But didn't Nick Stahl go crazy, though? And he like did. leave. Yeah. And like ran out of Hollywood for a while and went missing. That was much later. Um, he, he actually couldn't. Uh, he was actually still working and contractually obligated to uh, HBO's uh, Carnival at the time, I think. Maybe Carnival had ended by then. And he had already yeah, I think crazy. Carnival ended by 09, And right? then maybe he went crazy <laughs> and started yeah, doing drugs. I don't know. That's he went crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I got to point out something else about T4 Salvation. Um, it's the first time, if you watch the unrated cut, we get titties again in a Terminator film since the first film, The Terminator. They're so brief. Son of Loken is not is naked but she doesn't show anything it's you see nip you see shadowed. nipple you can see nipple kind of 
I thought it was mostly shadowed in, in a reflection. You couldn't really see any nipple. Uh, I mean, honestly, though, Moon Bloodgood's topless seed, A, it's not in the theatrical cut, so it doesn't really count. No. And B. And it's in the rain. It's so brief. It's so like it's it's side nipple. It's side boob. And she, she does. She takes her shirt off in the rain and she looks over to see Marcus staring at her. And she just stares back at him before a whole bunch of guys come over and like essentially threaten her with rape. Yeah, hillbillies. Why are there fucking rape rednecks in the fucking future? It, that it, part it, of the movie felt like um, AI to me, like the second act of AI. I, to me, it just felt like a uh, knockoff uh, post-apocalyptic uh, world. I, I, I have yeah, issues also with bit. the the amount of tech that or, or, or you know military equipment that the resistance had. Just a having sub, well, submarines, but also fighter jets. It just felt like that's not. Oh, yeah, that's not like the Osprey. Uh, Did they have Ospreys, too? And shit. Yeah. Like they're supposed to be in the fucking back of like Toyota trucks, Toyota Hiluxes, like the actual. Well, OK, like, that's what I was talking about earlier, though. I think it's, a, it's supposed to be. It's intentional that this is before they got hit by that EMP blast. Yeah. That destroyed all of the resistance. And John had essentially turned the resistance into tunnels and 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 you know and toyota trucks pickup yeah. trucks yeah i think this is that this is supposed to be the resistance before it was wiped out and that's what the next two you know films were going to be was slowly building towards james cameron's world even though i doubt it was really going to be blue painted you know night but whatever oh we didn't rate this one i'm gonna give it three 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 boys same as rise of the machines I, they're, they're, they're so very close to me um, I give this one a four out of five boys. Um, I love this one a lot. I really do like it a lot. And I love Christian Bale. Oh, He's great da, 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 and he sells it and he's always selling it. He's always trying to sell it harder. But Terminator Genesis is next. Ooh, T5, Terminator Genesis felt real quickly. Yeah. What are your boys? Half, half a boy. Half a boy. I will give it one out of five boys. I will give it one out of five boys for two things. One, you're bringing Arnold back for reals. That's something, I guess. Two, uh, you know, actually, Linda Hamilton looks a lot like Amelia Clark, except Amelia Clark is a lot hotter. A lot hotter. And Amelia Clark played a really nice uh, young uh, Sarah Connor. I, I I thought she worked. She was miscast, um, I think. I, it lost four out of five boys for me because uh, it hired Jai Courtney. Yeah. That's mostly it. And also a horrible plot and a horrible... Oh, Everything. Really? The visual effects were bad. The movie was bad. I don't know. It, it, there are points where you're like, this is kind of good, but you're just, at, you know, shot for shot redoing the Terminator right now. That's why I like it. And then, it, oh, when you're getting original, oh, this is crap. This is just crap. And, and there's San Francisco was crap. It was all crap. Yeah. Um, just as Terminator, I, I praised Terminator Salvation because it, even though they it recast and, and had a different color palette, just by continuing over the uh, Claire uh, uh, Connor uh, or Kate Connor, whatever her name is. Uh, was, oh, yeah. What was her name? Ka Ka Kate, Ka it's Catherine Brewster, nay Connor. She's taken his name by salvation uh, uh. And, and also upgraded herself from uh, veterinarian to doctor. Although I think that's just a post-apocalypse veterinarians yeah. become doctors. Uh, oh, yeah. Just like in Walking Dead. So I, I, I mm -hmm. it, it, just, it made it clear. OK, yeah. Even though we're going in a new direction, soft reboot, it's still the same continuity. Genesis begins in the future with them sending back Kyle Reese. And I couldn't tell if this was in the 
future of salvation or if this was ignoring T3 and salvation and just taking place from T2. But then that doesn't make sense because why are we in the future? That was just prevented as far as we know. It never answers that question. It, it there's there's some answer there. Okay. So in all of the Terminator films, except for T6, which we have not gotten to yet, Dark Fate, all the Terminator films, the machines, the Terminators, that were sent back by Cyberdyne Systems, Skynet, whatever the fuck you want to call them, um, that was all done in 2029. So that moment you're watching in T5, at the beginning of T5, that's 2029. That's that moment. That moment, you know, sends Terminators back to, you know, 1984, sends Terminators back to 1995, and sends Terminators back to, you know, 2005, and sends Terminators back to, I think that's it, that's it, that's it, right? And then that's what you watch, essentially, is all those Terminators sent back from that 2029 period. So in T5, you are watching that quintessential moment in time. Yeah, my point is that time gets erased in the events in the ending of T2. No, well, okay, not if you're chronologically looking at T3 and, you know, as as still potentially the, the story. I think T5 is trying to do too, too many things at once. I think it's trying to, like, continue some of the canon from T3 to some extent without completely overruling it. And at the same time, erasing the events of T2 entirely, like, entirely. Yeah, and all the and, other ones. And, all, and everything else in the process, yeah. And uh, but using those as like alternate timelines, because that's that's what T6 eventually gets into Dark Fate. All these fucking different timelines. These are all alternate timelines. I think even James Cameron or somebody attached to the property of Terminator said like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those other films still happen. They're just different timelines now. So like the what the timeline that exists now. Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. The, the timeline that exists now is Terminator 1, 1984, Terminator 2, 1995. We, we all should have been way madder at JJ for doing that, for being like, oh, all of, Star, yeah. all of Star Trek now exists in its own timeline. It's new. I've got my own thing, and I'm not going to name it until, like, the fifth the fifth movie or whatever. It'll we'll say it's Kelvin. I know it's the third movie that it came out, Kelvin, but whatever. Yeah, it's third film, yeah. So, yeah, so T6 is, like, you know, takes place in 2020, and and we can get into that second. Um, T5, it, it's just... It's garbage. It's, it's hot fucking garbage. And they go back to the time travel thing, right? But then, the, like we talked about, like we see the, the quintessential moment where everything is sent back in time. But then they start forwarding us through time. And the whole thing is like, let's go to 97 to stop Judgment Day. But they jump to 2017 instead last minute because fuck it. Let's just do it. I think it's like it's cheaper Kyle to shoot Reese's it in idea. modern day than have to have the whole movie set in the past. Right. Which is the same thing the fucking Sarah Chronicles Chronicles did. There, I mentioned it. They did. They did. They did do that. That's the that's the pilot episode is they did that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, all these films were like, you know, they were shot pretty close I'm gonna to the rewatch like, that, actually. Yeah, that's it's not a bad show. Like, it is worth rewatching. T2 came out in 91, takes place in 95, right? Yep. T3 takes place in 2005 um, and I think came out in 2005, I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure which. Honestly, T4 takes place in 2003. T3? T3 was uh, 2003. And then, oh yeah, 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 it came out in 2003 and takes place in 2005. That's right. It's ten play. It's ten years after T2, and then T4 takes place in the beginning in 2003, mm -hmm. right in the jail cell. But then most of the movie takes place in 2018. Oh, we, we're saying this in 2019. Yeah. <gasps> wow. And then T5 takes place in 1984 and in 2017. So, okay, that all being said, T6 came out in 2019. 
Terminator, the, the dark. Yeah, that was confusing. Fate. Salvation took place. It was 10 years into the future, but in that future, it was 2003 when Judgment Day happened. Yeah. So it is, it, it, yeah, the, the timeline is a mess. So Judgment Day is officially August 29th, 1997, as far as all consequences are needed to be. But then things change and there are new Judgment Days, right? They kept pushing Michael itself Jackson's down the line. 40th birthday. Today is? No, uh, August. Uh, August 29th. August 29th, 1997, yeah. Ooh. Well, so yeah, so T5 is just, yeah, it's just hot garbage. And uh, they could have shown us dick and boobs, and they didn't. They made it PG 13. Was it PG 13? Yeah, it was PG 13. And the whole thing is Jesus OS. Christ. See, that's another thing. Even though it didn't make use of it, at least Rise of the Machines was R. You know, it didn't make use of it, but it was R. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an iOS in the end or an, uh, a phone OS in the end that does us all in. It's just an upgrade to the newest OS that, that kills us all. Um, and uh, they brought back Arnold. They did some CGI work on Arnold to have his fight. Two Arnolds fight on TV or on, on the movie screen. It was amazing. It, it looks CGI still. I don't think it looks good. No, it I didn't really care for it. So whatever. What? Whatever. It's done. Oh, and John Connor. They they made John Connor the villain uh, for no reason. John Connor is Jason Clark for no reason. Looks like no other John Connor prior. And Doesn't even have the scar, right? I don't think so. And then he's just a CGI fucking like Terminator that's exactly like the the TX from Terminator Three. He's, he's kind of sand based. Uh, yeah, he's like liquid metally. Yeah, or like or kinetic sand is what kids play with. That's kind of similar kinetic sand. Mixed on like uh, mixed on top of a endoskeleton, which is obviously what what works because they keep using it. <laughs> it's, they won't go away from this, they're, and they're about to use it again. All right, so T five, you're half a boy, I'm one boy. Let's get into T six. Okay, I didn't see it. There. All right, folks. So that's it. So we just went through everything: the Terminator, Terminator Two, Judgment Day, Terminator Three, Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, and Terminator Genesis. Um. Well, uh, obviously, it sounds like we both loved early on the franchise a lot and thought it kind of dwindled as we got further down the line. Honestly, right. I was happy with the quality up till Genesis. Like I, yeah, I, I would have been fine seeing a Salvation sequel. Uh, I would have been fine seeing a more direct sequel to T3 than Salvation was. I don't give a fuck about what happens be after Genesis and thought that the entire franchise was pretty irreparably damaged at that point. And honestly, Arnold's. You can make Terminator movies without Arnold, but you can't. He, he's he's too old now. Yeah, see, Arnold is a great actor still. I've seen it in things like Mandy. I've seen it in things like Aftermath. It, Sabotage is not necessarily a great film by David Ayer, but Arnold turned in a great performance not Mandy. In, in, in Sabotage. Mandy's the one with Abigail Breslin's a zombie. No, that's something else. Uh, Mandy's the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I thinking of? It's not Mandy. I what can't remember it? either, and it's bothering me. It's uh, uh, it's Maggie. 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 Yep. Um, Arnold's not bad in Escape Plan. He's fun in it. He's fun <laughs> in The Last Stand. I haven't seen that one. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Killing Gunther yet. <laughs> that being all said, <laughs> uh, Terminator real. Genesis, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's not the movie it should have been. Yeah, I'm not saying there's no point to old Arnold. I think old Arnold could work in pl plenty of movies. I just don't. When you have him play the, the Terminator uh, and use this whole the skin ages so he gets old, which I know damn well is, is going to be in uh, is in Dark Fate. Is this like I know that that was that was a 
James Cameron idea that they just used for for Genesis. But it's like when you watch T2, the performance is so great because you you see a robot, you see a fucking you see what he's playing and and you can yeah. believe it even as a kid, but even as an yeah. adult, I can't see old Arnold Schwarzenegger as still being the robot machine, the machine, the T 800, but the skin has aged. I just see old, an old man, our former governor, much better governor than, than Gavin. Uh, mm, I mean, I love not, Arnold. E- not even a comparison. Uh, no, Arnold's the best. San Francisco didn't decay into fucking homelessness uh, and basically become Elysium, except, you know, everything's in one place uh, under Arnold's watch. And, you know, the stress of having to keep California from not being on fire because it wasn't when he was governor. I mean, occasionally, but there were small hill fires and stuff. It wasn't like current situations. Very different. Where the fucking PG&E is just torching the place because we can't update our fucking power grid. I'm saying that that stress took its toll and Arnold looks old. He looks great for his age, but he's not, he's not the God man that he once was. <gasps> and he can't, as a result, you can't make it that work. All you can really do is do what salvation did in a larger scale. Imagine a hundred Arnold's all with CGI faces, of course, but you know, not too bad. You can use them that way. You can, uh, Peter Cushingham. You could, you, Mo, Gren. No, no, it looks horrible. That's what they did in Genesis. Was Peter Cushingham? Oh, young. Yeah. Does it not look good? What Arnold? Arnold and Dark Fate? You mean? Yeah. Oh, oh no. Let's not talk about Dark okay, Fate. Well, I don't want. I don't want to spoil Dark Fate. You're talking about Genesis, but I, I don't think it looked so terrible that it was distracting in Genesis, and it didn't look even that bad in uh, 2009's. Uh, uh, salvation so I, I thought like you could do that you could make it work um i i i thought salvation looked really cgi uh plastic and i thought genesis did not work something felt off the body motions were off it was like it was like they brought the body model in to just put a face replacement over a la you know jurassic park and then didn't do that where they like cgi to fake arnold on top of the body replacement i don't understand it so um i it, it's Whatever. Uh, moving into Dark Fate, we can talk about that obviously next week about because there's there is changes there. There are definitely that we as we want to call de-aged or you know youthening. There's definitely youthening going on in Dark Fate, no question. So Felk, uh, real quick, Rise uh, or Terminator Salvation, you gave that three out of five boys. Wait, which one? You said Rise of Salvation? <laughs> no, sorry. So, yeah, yeah, Terminator Salvation. Uh, yeah, I'm giving him. I'm giving it three as well. I, I, I guess Rise, Rise of the Machine. I could give three and a half because it is. I think it's the better one, but it's it's hard to compare them because they're such different movies. Yeah. Okay. I I, I just want to clarify because you did give those ones the, the same rating. Okay. So, um, moving forward for tonight, um, let's get into something a little different for our special. We're going to do something called Fuck Your Favorite Terminator Model. Where's the dong in the story? There are so many Terminator models to pick from. There's the T-800 slash the Cyberdyne Systematic Model 101, as we discussed earlier. There's the T-1000. There's the TX. There's Mm -hmm. Marcus Wright. He's a human Terminator hybrid prototype. He's the only one. Yeah. He's the only one that exists. And there's the T-3000, a.k.a. New Connor. So, Felk, out of all of these Terminator models, and we are not we are not doing every Terminator model from Terminator Salvation. We're just doing Marcus Wright. 
right? We're picking one from every movie, and that's that. Okay, so these are the antagonistic ones, or in the case of Marcus Wright, the pr- protagonist. So, which one are you fucking? Hmm. Uh, I, I would logically want to pick the female. <gasps> the only female on this one. Um, the TX? Yeah. Uh, what's what's Mackenzie Davis? I do find her attractive. I don't know. She's in the movie. We're not going to talk about this this week. Oh, she could be your fuck me for our next week's spoiler cast. Maybe? <laughs> I guess we'll have to revisit it once we get to that movie. Spoiler Although, alert for next week's fuck me. I, I mean, I, I, the most fuckable Terminator is frankly Summer Glau. Uh, yeah, I can't mention her because that's TV, not movie. That's TV, baby. If they did a movie, then we can talk about it. Yeah. And there's a. I mean, I guess I could kind of add in hel- ha- cancer-stricken Helena Bottom Carter. I guess she's more of an AI than a physical. Yeah, no, no, no. She's, she's, yeah, she's, she's not that. No, no, you can't use her. Then I'm picking Christina Loken's TX, obviously. Although Robert Patrick's ass. Oh, you see his balls too. You see Robert Patrick's balls in T2, and you see Arnold's balls in T2, as well as you see Arnold's pecker and balls in the Terminator. You see way more of his dick than a lot of people seem to remember you being. Well, here's the thing. So the the screen. Yeah. The widescreen versions of Arnold um, uh, have a slight crop. Yeah. Uh, But if you watch like the full screen versions of the Terminator, there's a lot more dick bouncing around as he walks up to that shot of 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 uh, L.A. from the observatory. There's no question. You see a lot more of his dick and balls. Yeah. I almost kind of want to rewatch Pan and Scan T2 because. A lot of people don't realize, like, that was his first uh, 235 movie, Cameron's first 235 movie, because he was he knew, he knew about, like, the, the rising home video market. Obviously, that was a factor uh, in the 80s. And, and uh, you know, he he would he hated how much you lost. So he shot T2 Super 35. So he you actually get more image. It's the top and bottom are added to not not cropped from the left and right, like typical oh. scan movies. See, I never knew 100% of The Abyss was really shot 185 to 1 or if it was maybe 235 to 1 theatrically presented and we just never saw it that way because you've only seen The Abyss on DVD, I think maybe in DVD. Yeah, DVD. But mostly it was released in VHS in different forms of VHS. I don't know if you used Super 35 for that. I'm not sure when he started that. I think it's a 185 to 1 film. Then he wouldn't have been able to. So, um, but it, it's one of those things that like, it's just like, I don't think I've ever seen the actual print of that film. I don't think it's like one of those, it, it, I don't know, maybe cause it was one of the THX certified films that came out on Fox, uh, early in the, uh, when the VHS model was about to die before DVD took over. THX did a whole bunch of shit where they printed these gold movies. Uh, the predator was one of them. The abyss was one of them. Uh, they had a bunch of movies like that and there were these THX certified films, that were supposed to be the highest quality of videotape you could possibly get for a VHS tape. And uh, and The Abyss must have been that, if that whatever that was, that must have been the actual aspect ratio. So it must have been 185 to 1. That's crazy. I had not realized T2 was his first 235 to 1 ratio. Yeah. Uh, Insane. Well, and, and just, you know, he he, he knew how to, because shooting Super 35, you don't get that um, that bend. You can, you can if you like pay attention to anamorphic films like even Star Wars like this the the that, the way the uh, like in a bokeh effect it's it's an oval rather than a perfect circle. I and, love that. It, 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 love it affects that. the entire look of the movie. That's part of what I love about about mostly T2's look. the edge though. It only does that on the edge of the of the frame that it does the oval. But yeah, it gets more pronounced uh, further mm-hmm. to the edge of the screen, um, edge yep. of the frame. Uh, so. 
but it also it affects the entire look of the film and and, and kind of makes it more cinematic yeah and thus movie like t2 it, it feels like you're actually seeing these things there's no bending of any kind you're seeing you know a, a one for one in terms of uh what it would look like then obviously there's depth of field and stuff but still like it, it feels like it feels more like you're actually watching these events unfold which is why when a guy jumps onto an air a helicopter and airplane helicopter and smashes his head through the window and then becomes goo silver goo it feels like you're yeah. really fucking seeing it yeah it and does. you really empathize with that uh stuntman who james cameron made fall 40 feet from a helicopter get out i love when the t-1000 says get out um i i personally i want to say the tx as well but here's the problem we've discussed this before yes I want my I want my men silver and painted and chromy and and shiny and reflective. Yeah, I like I like them. I like them that way. I can't help it. I want I want every chrome clock I can get. But if I'm given the opportunity right now to bang a soft-bodied, hard-bodied Arnold Schwarzenegger flesh-covered endoskin, would you really do that? Endoskeleton with huge titties that I could think are possibly a woman's boobs. I think. Maybe that would be better than the TX, you know, cold metal body. Okay. I don't know. Ninety. I, he was like forty-two years old, by the way, in, in ninety-one. I mean, he he was not young yet. He looked not in the Terminator. You pick a Terminator. Pick, if I pick the CSM uh, one hundred and one, yeah, then that's the Terminator. That's the one you're picking. So the the killer model. Okay. Um. So yeah. There's so much lady killer. I mean, I, I understand that you just got out of your prison in, in, in Mexico, thanks to the, the court appointed uh, attorney. And there, there's there's a Ballard yes. character. Oh. I, I, I want I want to I, I want to Don't break the, the I'm, no, I'm breaking the fourth wall here. And, and, Don't and, upset the fans. I'll be a Deadpool or, or uh, Ferris Ferris Bueller or Wayne or not Wayne. Uh, although Wayne does. No, yeah, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. Wayne does. Yeah, Wayne does. So does Garth. But uh, Wayne is the primary talker to the audience. I'm talking directly to the audience, and I'm talking directly to the real mm. Ballard. Mm. If you were presented the option to fuck 1985, yeah, yeah Cristiano Logan, 1985, sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, 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 no. Don't make it sound so obvious. There's uh, uh, at least like 15 percent of heterosexual males have some bi curious tendencies. Oh, yeah. Would you? You're, you're you got Christina Lokin. Nobody's even who like people would be like who you fucked a hot blonde girl. Okay, cool, cool. Two thousand three, Christina Lokin, or nineteen eighty five. Basically, the the best human male body that the planet has ever seen, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Would you? At, I mean, and Christina Lokin's pissed off. She's not going to be a good fuck. But Arnold would be as good as a as a homosexual experience would be. Oh yeah, es numero uno. Uh, yeah, I still think Arnold, honestly, maybe as real Ballard. Yeah. And again, I, I will not make fun of that, nor should anyone. In fact, if no. you do, it's no. homophobia. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing: real Ballard probably wouldn't have wanted to have done it then because of fear of homophobic, you know, backlash. But you're you're making the decision in 2019 where I'm totally down. Where. You can, you could, I mean, think about the advantages of being able to, you know, apply to jobs as a protected group, as a bicurious. My mommy would think I'm cool. My daddy would think I'm cool. My, my parents would not approve would of this cool? decision. Uh, and, I, 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 and honestly, I've still got to pick Christina Lookin because I, I know I, I, I wouldn't want to. But honestly, I would like to like just just to see him. And I, 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 would, I would give anything to have him train me. How dare you? Have him train me. It would be amazing. Okay, first of all. 
just to feel that rock hard body warm flesh just you know coursing inside of your man pussy as it's just like about to explode and what does a terminator blow when it blows its load it blows something felk i can assure you that it blows something but what does it blow? Nobody knows. <laughs> TX Felk? Why you I'll find out. I'll find out what it blows. Yeah. When it blows inside of me. I mean, if I had to have I a gay squirt experience. that shit all over the glass table. If I had to I have a gay ex experience, I would pick like an Aubrey Kate. I don't know if you know what she looks like. No. She's a she's the trans transport star of, of the year. Oh. Avian. Uh, I'm all into Gabby Carter right now. She's, Sorry. She's done uh, scenes with uh, Angela White uh, recently. So. And, and uh, you know, if I had like like basically just picking a, a feminine experience, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go straight for uh, peak male physique. Uh, but I mean, I, you know, go big or go home has always yeah. been my motto. And, so. and, and just so we're clear, I'm not going with, you know, with flat top Arnold either. I'm going with mop top like you Arnold. Wrote, you wrote your name to solidify your choice. That's right. I'm, I'm putting this shit down. I'm marking it. I'm absolutely marked it. Yep. All right. Okay. So before we finish tonight, let's do this now. But so seriously, Summer Glau is week. so much hotter than Christina Lacan. That's not yeah, even yeah, an yeah. option she, for me. She is. Yeah, she's number one. If, if she was on this list, she would be number one. Okay. No question. Okay. So we don't have to do this next week. Something we do in every spoiler cast, right, is what we did earlier tonight. We did the, the rating of past films in the franchise, and now we're going to do the ranking of past films in the franchise. Yeah. Because this will save some time for later. So, Felt, yeah. you go first. Why don't you rank the past films in the terminator franchise worst the best worst the best baby gen isis then a <gasps> big old gap then it's terminator salvation <gasps> then rise of the machines then, <gasps> then the terminator then judgment day wow that's horrific okay i'm i'm a little shocked there um okay so i don't agree with that but i will agree that the worst film is absolutely terminator genesis yeah yeah, that's that's by far the worst. Then I would say is Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Yeah. Then I would say is Terminator Salvation. Yeah, that's the same list. It's those two reversed. <laughs> it's a, I know, and it's and that that was actually the real shock because the next one on my list is the Terminator, and then followed by number one Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. ignored and. Uh, well, you kept making me ignore the Sarah Connor Chronicles. We also ignored the real T3. Uh, we should probably mention it, at <gasps> least in passing. Yes, we should. Uh, Terminator, the, what is it called now? Terminator 3D. Uh, I think it's like Terminator like Battle Through Time or something like Battle that. Battle Through Time, that's it, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I, I was lucky enough to see it once uh, at Universal Studios Hollywood. Um I love it. It's real Arnold. It's real Edward. It, it, and, and they're battling through time. And it's 3D. I mean, I've seen videos of it. And the, the full video has finally been released. And you can just watch it online. That's how I watched it along with the uh, live action. They're riding piece. their motorcycle somehow through the future. I love that they explain in the movie, in the short film, that, you know, John gets to jump into the future with Arnold, you know, to help him fight the future battle. It doesn't make any sense. It's it is it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a child. You don't take the child in the future to fight a future battle. No, the, no, the the plot doesn't make sense. People remember the T, whatever it's called, one million, something like that. It scared the shit out of me, dude. That thing was all in my face. Yeah, the live action elements is the weakest thing. The, having a, a, a right. live action John Connor played by a eighteen year old woman uh, just doesn't like it doesn't work. 
Okay, so that same theater, like maybe a decade earlier, I saw the Conan Barbarian Experience, whatever they called that. Oh, really? And and it was essentially the same thing. Where Nobody like talks about that. <laughs> something happens on stage, like in, on a projection, and it was not as well advanced as the T3 one was, uh, T3D was. But um, it was that, and then if something happened on projected, like, you know, snakes and shit or whatever, and, and then it would be like, boom, then they'd have their real Conan come out on stage and fight or whatever. This was like them like bringing in like you know the artifacts of that where they whoever it was that was directing the stage play at Universal at the time just couldn't get rid of the live action sequence. He's like, no, we have to bring in the actors. We have to have an Arnold lookalike and a John Connor lookalike. We have to have them. I think that's all that was because if I recall, it made no sense when you were watching it. It was like, whoa, why are you breaking this 3D reality to bring out real 3D people in front of me? I don't want to see real 3D people. The whole thing should have been a movie. Let's just go back to the 3D movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was fun though. Um okay. That I would absolutely put um in between I would, okay, if we're gonna add that, I say this. Terminator Sal- uh Terminator Genesis, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, Terminator 3D Battle Through Time. Then the Terminator, then Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I actually did like that a lot, and I've, I've only watched it once. It's hard for me to judge it having not seen it uh, either in 3D or it, in, in person. But it was fun. I, I'll, I'll put it between uh, between uh, Salvation and Rise of the Machine. Cool. Good boy, Nation! Tell us your thoughts on the Terminator franchise da, 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 oh. by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes of the Cool Boys podcast come out every week, but usually on Tuesdays. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on Apple Podcasts or Google whatever it's called. You can also donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast slash Skynet. No, it's not that Skynet. Yeah. This is slash cool voice podcast. No, don't do it. Yeah. Please check out our other cool boy central content with Batman and beyond on Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Yes. Thank you for listening. Say that's a nice bike. Oh, stay cool. Cool boy nation. Until next time. It's Bizies from the Falconator. And that's Bizies from Terminator 2. The Ballard Day. <laughs> it should just be Ballard Day? <laughs> the Ball- yeah, Ballard Day. Say, that's a nice bike. I love when he does that line. What does he do to that officer, by the way? What does he do to that officer? They fuck. They fuck. They fuck. <laughs> he, he fucks him. He fucks him. You watch standing American boy. You've excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... He fucks up! I gotta say, honestly, some of T2's action scenes 
when they that whole that whole third act from from literally from Cyberdyne Systems all the way to the smelting plant is just rock hard dick exploding like action. I cannot wait to share that with not only my children, I'm going to bring in all the neighborhood kids and I'm going to fucking sit them around. I'm going to pop them all the popcorn I make out of my R2D2 popcorn machine and I'm going to fucking just feed them all this popcorn while they fucking watch this amazing scene as they just shovel their faces full of popcorn and watch this amazing scene because that's how I watch movies. With lots of popcorn. And children. <laughs> yeah, and showing R-rated films to young children throughout the neighborhood. Dude, every kid. When I was nine, everyone had seen T2. It wasn't even a thing back then. Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there are R-rated films that are okay to show kids or to let them experience on their own. There will be some films where I'll be like... Like Showgirls. You can watch that on your own. I I won't be around for that one. Yeah, Showgirls is maybe one of those for sure. Really? I love Showgirls. <laughs> I love Showgirls. I saw it. When I, I wouldn't show a 10-year-old Showgirls, though. That's probably I would, the best. I would show a, a... Probably I would show like a 15-year-old Showgirls. If they were... Uh, they could handle it. If they couldn't, then, you know, if you needed to wait till 21, then wait till 21 to see Showgirls. I'm a dancer. I'm not a stripper. I'm a dancer. All right. Uh, we're good. Episode out. Get some cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. Hasta la vista, baby. No!